Your garden is beautiful the way it is. It doesn't matter what you see anywhere on social media, anywhere out there. Your garden is your garden and it is beautiful. Today on the Backyard Garden Podcast, we are revisiting social media gardening. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, it's time for the Backyard Gardens Podcast Fall Seed Giveaway. To enter, go to BackyardGardensTV.com, enter your email address, and be sure to do that before August the 1st, 2021, when the giveaway closes. Good luck. Okay, Batavia, are you ready to revisit social media gardening? (laughs) Our annual episode for social media gardening? Absolutely, I am. It must be. Yeah. So, as everybody knows, and if you don't know, now you know. We are pretty big into Instagram, social media, um, Batavia does a little bit of Facebook maybe, uh, YouTube, all these different places are considered social media and you know we, we watch and we communicate with a lot of people on there. So there's a lot of trends and there's a lot of stuff that we like to talk about and um, I guess you're right, maybe this is going to be a yearly episode, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that while we see things year over year, like the same kind of you know, the good, the faux pas, you know, um, the stumbles and all. We also see some things that are kind of new or maybe even things that were a thing once before and now it's resurfaced. Everything that's old becomes new, that kind of thing. Yeah. I uh, I do know this. R.I.P. Cucamelon. <laughs> it was a short-lived run, but. <clears throat> I'm still seeing people say things like they love them. You know, well, you some know, people you must. Can, some people must. They must. You know. They must. <laughs> but look, before we get going, let's mm-hmm. do this. Um, don't forget to check out below T-shirts and link mm-hmm. to all the products that we use, recommend on our Amazon list. If you buy from that list, you will support the show with no extra cost to you. So thank you guys very much for that. And without further ado, we have a listener question. Are you ready? Let's do it. I need help. I have a feral cat using my garden as a litter box. Coffee grounds have been put out, but I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my biggest garden pests that have four legs are squirrels and stray cats. Which is a feral cat. Yeah. And so, and I'm not talking about a single singular. I'm talking about like... A village of them right um so i have tried like your cayenne pepper which probably isn't really for them um i'm gonna keep on saying that the biggest is like uh, creating some place that makes it difficult for them to get to what you're trying to get to so i use a lot of that poultry wire anytime i have fresh dirt i put that wire on top of that fresh dirt i pulled some lettuce up today and it was a little bitty hole you know, I plan on planting something else in it and I put a piece of wire there. One, I didn't want to cover the hole up, but two, I didn't want anything else to be prompted to dig into it. 
and I've watched them from my window, um, kind of put their little paws into that wire and then step back. Now, can you cover your entire garden bed with that? Yes, you can. I have. No, in all seriousness, I absolutely do that at the beginning of the season. But as things kind of are growing, you get empty spots. It's harder. But that's my best recommendation. Make it difficult for them to feel comfortable climbing on or crawling on or squatting on, which is, I'm sure, what she's experiencing. Well, yeah. And I simply replied, Fence, dog, spicy sprays, thick wood mulch, so they can't dig, electric fence. You know, all of those are options. Um, I did not think about that. And I think that uh, this is a she, so I do know that. Thank you very much. That she already has plants in the garden, so it'd probably be difficult to put the poultry wire down. I would imagine. Well, let me add something else. Uh, Depending if she has garden beds. Um, what I've done and I've seen success with this, they're tooth pieces. Um, if it's a garden bed and I mean, unless you have a 20 foot garden bed, this should work. I have actually put the wire and then there's this, uh, plastic kind of, I don't want to call it fencing, but this plastic, I'm going to call it fencing that I've seen at Home Depot and Lowe's. <laughs> I'm not going to call it fencing, <laughs> but I'm going to call it fencing. Okay. But, um, and if you check out, I'll post a picture on my Instagram. I'll make a note of when this um, episode airs we'll share a picture with her as well but anywho you can put the wire or whatever that protection is like on the side of the bed so basically what ends up happening is it's kind of wobbly so they don't like to climb onto that wobbly wire right yeah. um so it doesn't cover the vegetables it maybe makes it a little bit more difficult for you reaching the, to the bed but until the point where all the vegetables inside of the bed have grown up it really has served me well. I have one bed that's completely covered in it right now. And that's the green kind of plastic. And then one of my front yard beds, I always cover it because it's pretty narrow. So it's easy. And I mean, you're, I mean, it's MacGyver in it. You mean you have sticks that you're holding it together and it's nothing fancy. It doesn't look sexy, but it gets the job done. No, that's, um, I mean, it, that's a tough problem to have too. So the only feral cat that I have is not feral. It's my cat. And I've caught her <laughs> digging in my garden a few times. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was able to stop it with a couple rubber band hits in the ass and then she was done, <laughs> but that was my cat. Um, yeah. And you, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I know that there's some people out here and this dovetails directly into our show and be like, shoot that bitch. You know what I mean? Just shoot it. And it's like, no, you can't be shooting it. Because the thing is, too, is what if it's some, you know, what if it's Johnny's cat down the road, you know, little Johnny, mm-hmm. yeah. and then his cat disappears, you know? So we got to think about those things as well. Yeah. Um, and a fence, I mean, I think a wobbly fence would be a good idea. I think a tall, rigid fence. I mean, you'd have to have a pretty tall fence because the cat's going to get on it. You know, they can jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you make it difficult for them to move, yeah. they're like deterred, if you will. Because, I mean, you see, I, real quick, I, um, I have a, a wire fence on one side, wooden fence on the other side. And on the side of the garage and the wired fence, they kind of climb around there and I just don't like them being over there in that area. And so I stacked up milk crates as if like I was creating some obstacle course. Right. And in my mind in that moment, it was like, oh, they won't bother. But I'm like, cat scale mountains. Okay, maybe not mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them do. Yeah, they they can get around pretty easily. These two milk crates are going to stop nothing. So don't use milk crates either. No, I mean, because they're too sturdy. And I, I mean, I stand pretty firm in my belief that scents work as well. 
So mm-hmm. if you can get something scented that they don't like, I think that's a big thing too because that's you know that's how they move and yeah you know all that. But um, detect what's safe and what's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know here what we do um, if you have deer is a big problem. What we do mm-hmm. is you tie wires going all the way around your garden. You know, you, you kind of stake it out and you put some wires out and then you tie mm-hmm. plastic bags to it. And when the wind blows, it'll kind of scare them off. So you can do something like that. Um, motion detected, um, motion detected sprinklers. So you mm. can do that as well. So yeah. you got a lot of options. Um, I would try the cheap stuff first before I start buying any products. And I would, mm-hmm. I did putting up a fence would be the last thing I would do. Mm-hmm. That was what yeah. I told her. I was like, eh, you know, before I put up a fence, do some other stuff. So, yeah, the way that they um, they even crawl up under like my the wooden fence that I have. Yeah. When I come out and the, I mean, 15 years ago, and I'm not even sure about the motion detected sprinkler, but 15 years ago, a step in their direction, they'd be off. I don't know. Maybe it's global warming or something, because now these cats <laughs> I could have myself. These cats are like staring me down and they're just like, nope, they're just, they're taking over, you you know? Yeah. And I mean, and so the, the, the correct thing to do would be to go get a, have a heart trap, trap the cat, take it to a vet and drop it off where they will either fix it and put it out there, you know, put it up for adoption or we can just leave it at that. So, um, you know, cause feral cats is a problem. It's a real issue. So, um, like Bob Barker always says, mm-hmm. spay and neuter. neuter. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. Feral cats. Those are your fixes. Um, best of luck to you in that issue. Um, Batavia, I'm sure she's with you on that one. And we- yeah, it's every, it's an every year battle. And in most cases, what you've done last year, you'll need to do it again this year. Yeah. And don't sleep and- on human urine in strategic places either. Hmm. Okay. People. Well, now that you've mentioned that. Well, you put urine out and here, here's the deal. All right. I was going to, I was going to cut to the break, but here's the deal. When a dog pees, you know how a male dog will lift its leg? Mm-hmm. Do you know why it lifts its leg? Because he didn't want to get it on him because he doesn't want it to attract other dogs. No. So yeah, it, I didn't know. I was just making it I know up. you were. So, because if he lifts his leg, he can pee higher. So the next dog that comes is like, oh, that's a big dog. That's their territory. Mm-hmm. So they're always trying to pee higher and higher, right? So if we go pee, boom. You know what I'm saying? You got a tree right there? Aim up, pee. You got it. I mean, your husband's or whatever. I know there's a lady. I saw a video on YouTube and um, she was a single woman. And this is a little hardcore, but she would pee in buckets and save it and then splash it around her property. And she said she didn't have issues. And this was out in the bush. You know what I mean? Like way out mm-hmm. in the cut. So that is all also an option. But those are my suggestions. You're that making sounds a face. Like some social, that sounds like some social media influenced uh, <laughs> bullshittery. <laughs> no, nah, man. It's uh, I, I we know when we go backpacking, Kelly makes fun of me because. I always have a thing like we were hiking down a trail last time down the mountain and there we were following bear tracks. Mm-hmm. So and I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be a rough night. You know what I mean? The bears are yeah. out. They're just waking oh, up. Yeah. And so we go and I'm um, we're, we set up camp and I go to a tree and I always pee on a tree right there. It's just like habit, you know, it makes me feel better. <laughs> and she's like, why are you always peeing up high? 
And I'm like, she's like, you got a like a mental disability. And I'm like, no. And I explained it to her and she's like, oh, makes sense. Okay. So I got a free pass for being weird, but <laughs> enough of the urine talk. We are moving on. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about social media gardening. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. You're not going to make me laugh today, Batavia. I'm going I'm to get this episode done. <laughs> so what have you... Have you noticed any trends on social media in the gardening world? Um, I don't... I'm not going to call them trends. So I don't know off the top of my head if I can think about trends, but I can think about um, the kind of common beginning of the season panic of what's wrong with insert. Yeah. And maybe not even begin, beginning of the season. It's what's kind of, we're just getting things going, you know, leaves are starting to look funny. Maybe, you know, something doesn't look pollinated and it's like, what, why is this happening? What is this problem? And, don't get it twisted. We all do have problems in our garden. Oh, yeah. But it almost seems like at the beginning, it's um, just this general thought of like almost panic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, it's it's common. I mean, I was so first of all, before we go down that road, I was referring to like last year's cucumelon craze. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was definitely a craze. And um, mm-hmm. thankfully, it was short-lived because if I saw one more picture of a cucumelon and a pile <laughs> of cucumelons and two hands cupping it, I would throw up. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think this year I've seen a lot of uh, Brad's Atomic Grape Tomatoes talk going on. Mm-hmm. So I think we mm-hmm. might be embracing, you know, coming up on on that. It's a little early yet to tell because, you know, people aren't really getting all their crops in and stuff. But yeah. I'm always curious, like, what vegetable is going to take the show? Be the standout. Be the yeah. standout, you know. So corn was a yeah, close for- call last year, too. What's that? Corn was a close call last year, oh, too. in general? Do you think it had anything to do with all of the panic of issues and, and worrying about food because corn could be used for a whole bunch of different things related to that or just a fad? I don't know. I think it's, well, I mean, I think there's generally a, a pure love for corn in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is a love. I don't think anybody, I did not hear anyone was like, I'm going to grow this corn. I'm going to grind that shit down. And I didn't hear any of that, you know, <laughs> I think it was literally, you know, and, and to be specific glass gem corn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen that yeah. last year and this year. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> and we're still early to see corn pictures, so mm-hmm. we will see. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm calling it um, Brad's Atomic Grape Tomatoes and Glass Gem Corn for this year. Okay. Have you, I accept that. Have you, you, have you seen anything different or heard anything different yet? I don't think so, but we're just in July. I know. So there's still, yeah, we still have two months of WTF moments. <laughs> <laughs> but to go back to your point, um, there is definitely a lot of um, panic in the beginning of the garden season. And I think mm-hmm. we all go, I go through it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that. I don't go through it from a, you know, what's wrong with this plant. I go through it from a timing standpoint. Like yeah. I always feel like I am 
you know, there's not enough time that I'm late. You know, I'm like now comparing pictures from last year. I'm like my hibiscus flowered in July last year. Where, what's happening? You know, I'm putting my finger up to the air and saying, wait, is this no? Okay. Yeah. We need four more days. So I think that's it. And it's because I'm always chasing the clock when it comes to when cold is going to come through. See, look at that. How many months have your hibiscus been in flowering? That's beautiful. Oh, I just bought that. Did you? I just got the plant because for you, because of you. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't get my sappy post out yet about it, but you'll see okay. it. Get the tissues yeah, ready. By the time this airs, it'll be there. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, just hibiscus was like literally what I was looking at this morning. Um, cucumbers for me is a great example. Like I went from, I'm not sure what variety cucumber is. Like didn't I have cucumbers much earlier to this, than this? Then not going out for two days and like, oh, here we go. They're yeah. cucumbers. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is. <clears throat> you know, for me this year, it was um, my indeterminate tomatoes took forever. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know there's a lot of people out there that may, or there's not a lot, but people may be, this episode's coming out fairly close to when we record it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of people that are waiting for their tomatoes to turn red. And mm-hmm. I want to tell you that they've mine have been ripening now for about two weeks. And yesterday I went and picked every single ripe tomato. Mm-hmm. And then today I went out and there was another eight to 10 ripe tomatoes 24 hours later ready to pick. So yeah. when it comes, it comes, you know what I mean? And it starts coming hard, fast and hard. So well, there's, um, that plant doesn't have to put any more energy into ripening the tomatoes that you took off the vine. Right. right? <clears throat> um, and so that's the whole thing is like at first they're loaded up trying so that's where i come from you know i have that and then Mm -hmm. my whole panic really is like you about timing but it's about starting my seeds Mm -hmm. because i mean look if i get a disease like i get a disease you Mm -hmm. know there's nothing i can do about it if i got a pest i got a pest i'll treat it you know it is what it is but starting my seeds so i can be as efficient as possible is where my panic comes in every year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know our natural thought is and as we've both said Gardening is a very solo sport up until about 2010 when social media came on that, you know, online, which, oh, wow, it's been 11 years now. (laughs) So, and I don't know if that's the exact date, but we're just going to call it 2010 for ease. And now all of a sudden we have access to more people that garden. You know what I mean? it really ties into the social media quite literally. Like if we weren't on social media, you and I will be exchanging pictures, you know, sending each other pictures on our phones, which we still do. Um, but <laughs> the idea that you're talking about um, harvesting all of your ripe tomatoes and I'm just, I'm at the stage now where I'm still trying to identify what did I really plant? Because these things are starting to set fruit and I'm like, okay, this little flower looks like the green zebra, you know, like I'm so far behind you right when it comes to when i'm going to get tomatoes i think for sure i'll have a full-size tomato in um july and i say a is in singular you know but luckily i'm not phased by that bit of it because i know the difference in my timing and yours as far as planting now i did see another chicago gardener that i follow and she's harvested a melon 
like a miniature watermelon. She's harvested like all kinds of cherry tomatoes. And I'm on the low, like, tell me again when you planted these things. And we're not talking about her being like in some suburb where she's a hundred miles away. No, she's a, a like city Chicagoan like me, you know? So I'm speaking of envy is what uh, I'm speaking of. Well, the then let's of go that's presented. right into that because there's a lot of that too, you know, and a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of, People, I speak very general and I could be way wrong and I'm okay being wrong, mm-hmm. but people will, you know, you, you look at these gardens and you're like, man, look at their garden. They're so pretty. Da, da, da. You know, I wish my garden would look like that. You know, mm-hmm. look, I look at all y'all's gardens and we've been posting your gardens on Backyard Gardens TV. And if you want us to do yours, send a picture in. You look like you were twitching trying to hit that bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a DJ. But, um, you know, it's, I sit there and I look at everybody's paths. I want mm-hmm. paths in my garden. I just didn't get to it this year. Mm-hmm. And I look at them like, damn, I need some paths in my garden. You know what I mean? So, like, it's natural to be envious, but think about it. And like we said in the opening of the show, like, dude, that's your garden. You built that garden. Your garden's yeah. amazing the way it is. Yeah. And that's important so there's inspired, to remember. And then there's envious. Right. right. So let someone else's space, let someone else's harvest, let someone else's garden design be an inspiration. And, you know, what, what do they say? Take what you can use and leave the rest. Um, oh, shit, versus... girl, I ain't got no inspiration. I'd be envious. <laughs> that inspiration, that's, that's lame. <laughs> that's very much half glass, half full kind of Batavia. Um, and it could lead to being overwhelmed. So that is a piece also that we have to manage when it comes to social media um, and the gardening community. I think that um, like the desire to do and achieve things that others have in their garden, like right away um, can be strong. Yeah. And it's quite literally mostly through the form of pictures, because it's not like in, in some of these cases, maybe on YouTube we do, there's a lot more commentary, but then a lot of these other spaces, we're just looking at a, a short description in a picture, Yeah, you know, and it's funny how that can move you. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and it can be very toxic as well. Mm-hmm. It can be very toxic. And I'm going to go out and say the most toxic place that I've seen comments as a whole is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've seen the most toxic and misleading stuff out there. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what the difference is. I think it's a, you know, I think it's because like when you're on like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, we're talking together, mm-hmm. but on YouTube, it's like people are talking at you. Yeah. I think uh, for now I'm going to call the difference while um, you know, there is the ability to have a private setting on your Instagram account, mm-hmm. meaning I can comment on Backyard Gardens TV and you can click on my profile link and it's private. So you can't see anything about me, but there's still that presence, right? right. Um, for YouTube, there's a lot more of, and by almost default, there are a lot more people that basically are, you know, XOX955 as a user. Right. So it's a lot more anonymity. Yeah. I think it's what I'm trying to say for YouTube. It. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so people can, you know, kind of throw rocks and hide their hands. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to say just generally YouTube is the oldest of platforms. Right. So it has had all of those. Yeah. Is it oldest? It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Facebook is older. No, really? Yeah. Facebook's like OG 
Facebook's okay. lame has- AF too, but that's a different story. <laughs> but anywho, um, I, I think that let me for sure my experience on um, YouTube compared to Instagram compared to like Facebook, there definitely is a lot more, huh? Turn your head. Well, is that constructive or is that just offensive feedback? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and generally the people that I communicate with on other um, platforms other than YouTube and even the people on YouTube for as a whole, they're all very genuine, Mm -hmm. very nice. um, You know, a lot of knowledge. A lot of people talk about stuff. I'm like, really? Like, I didn't even know that this was a thing. And then I, I learn a lot from other people, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, there definitely is. And that's one of the beauties in it. Like, I, I don't know the percentage, but there are things absolutely in my garden today uh, that have been influenced by things I've seen online. Yeah. Right. It's not all blogs and articles that I'm reading. It's I saw someone's picture. I saw someone's video. I mean, let's just be realistic. The whole cattle panel, cattle panel thing is not an original idea. It's something I saw online. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, to use that as a part of trellising. Um, so that's a huge piece that you see in a lot of places. Um, and so that's the good. So right? I hated the cattle panel trellis. I remember for years it was uh, it was another one of those fad things mm-hmm. and it was a couple years ago and you saw them everywhere you started mm-hmm. seeing them. I don't know what it was but then I just I started looking at it and paying attention and when I put it up you know I made the decision to put one up mm-hmm. and when I put it up I was like oh yeah. it's super functional mm-hmm. I got it you know what I mean like it made sense so yeah. Um, but you know, at first I was like, uh, this is, this is not good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that's the hard part about like the, the initial everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Question mark. Is it really good? You know? And so there's so many things though. There's so many things you can see in a given day. If you're scrolling, I have a setting where it's like, you've spent two hours on Instagram and it's like, all right, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. How did I get here? Yeah. You know? But no, scrolling for, even if you say a couple of hours a week and in that you could come across all kinds of things that you can say, I wonder if I can. And there's only so much time anyone wants to give to researching all of these things. So it's like, where do you even start to pick and choose? And what ends up happening is I end up dismissing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So the way it works for me is I see something and generally speaking, I already have a thought Mm -hmm. in my mind. And so I see something somebody's doing and I'm like, okay. And then I go research it. So Mm -hmm. I guess in a way they have inspired me to look now this year has been different because since I am now I'm following more people in my zone and specifically in my state. Mm-hmm. And as one person that I've been following that I've actually had to message like, like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to post this on the exact same day as you because we're doing the same <laughs> things in our garden at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so we've had this conversation and that has actually been very helpful to me because um, the person is um, it's oh, I can't say, the ever hopeful gardener and she lives not far from me and Mm -hmm. she posted a picture of her garlic and her garlic sucked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I had pulled mine the day before and had a picture ready to go. And my garlic sucked too. Mm -hmm. And it was because I planted hard neck and not soft neck. So I had to message and be like, look, I'm gonna wait. I just wanted to let you know, this is funny, you know? And she's like, Hey, we were doing the same things at the same time. Yeah. 
I would never do that though, because while I am conscious of it, I just, I feel like, especially when we're in the same area, so many of our experiences are happening at the same time. Like we've just gotten past all of the pictures of the itty bitty tiny harvest. Like this is the first cucumber. This is the first strawberry. This is the first tomato. Like a lot of us, there were clusters of us that experienced those first at the same time. And so if you're not posting because somebody else posted it. Well, hell, no one's posting because everyone's experiencing that thing. Um, so I don't worry about that so much. Um, I do think that when it comes to some creative ideas about something that you want to, you know, kind of highlight or explore. And if it's you and I, we've talked about this, you know, sometimes we talk about, all right, this is what I just did. What do you think? You know, can yeah. you expand on it? Yada, yada, yada. Um, but you don't I, want to I, step I think, on each other's feet. Yeah. But the internet is so, wide and broad and i just like we run with a lot of the same people online yeah. like you and i like well and the thing the is seeds. we run with the same gang in the garden you better watch no, out <laughs> no because it's like but the thing is with us it's a little bit different because mm-hmm. sure sure we're we part are, of a brand yeah i mean well yeah we're part of a brand but we're also like attached at the hip so if we start posting the same shit, it's like, what's the point in the people? Yeah. So, um, but no, I get what you're saying. And it's, it's, it, it's interesting though, because, you know, I love watching people's stuff in like California, but like, it doesn't mm-hmm. help me at all. Yeah. It doesn't help me a yeah. bit because they're getting tomatoes out of their garden in, you know, help March or April or something crazy. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what's really helpful is I'm gonna go ahead and say, if you're listening to this show right now, go into your Instagram profile and at the top, put what zone you're in, because Mm -hmm. that is very helpful. When I go look and see, Oh, Oh, okay. So such and such is still getting peas. What zone are they in? And then you go to find out like somebody, I just found out the other day they're in zone four and they're harvesting stuff and I'm like well that's first of all it's really fascinating to me but then it kind of puts it into perspective you know what I mean yeah I think um so I rarely so for some of like my garden road dogs like I know where they are so when I see something they're doing I already have it in my head but some for other people because you know we're interacting with new people every day I generally take away the bit of information and then if I'm interested in it I'll research it like yeah I'm not like I don't, it's okay if you're in California and I don't know that you're in California because if you talk about Brad's atomic tomato, I'm not going to Brad's say, atomic okay, grape tomato. Okay. And Brad Excuse made me. it. Yeah. All right. So Mr. Brad's tomato and it's atomic form also being a grape. Is it a, is it a cross between a grape and a, no, okay, I'm just joking. I, you I, know, anyway. I don't know. So, so I'm not going to say, oh, look, they, they did it did so well there. Cause I know tomatoes do well in my garden. Yeah. I'm just going to look up to see like, is there something special about Mr. Brad's tomatoes and, you know, growing them here. So that's the way that I, I dissect it, but I do believe you're right. I actually had someone comment on YouTube about, um, my collar. I have a couple of collard green videos. Cause y'all know that, you know, that's one of my favorite leafy greens. And it's so funny because we we put a lot of effort and time and, and consideration into videos we do, especially on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. More long form videos, similar to this show. These longer episodes are very thoughtful. The minis, we're just like having a cocktail on a Friday night and just spin right. those things out. No, uh, but the person commented and said, you know, 
it'd be helpful if you would say where you are in the U.S. or what zone you're in. And it's so funny because you're always talking about this. And so you almost forget to say it sometimes or at least. So I went back and I had to listen to the video or watch it over again. Like I didn't mention my zone. And that shit was painful watching I yourself again, mention, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mention Chicago. And I'm like, then I'm Googling, how can you edit the YouTube video? So anyway, all of that said, this person was spot on. You know, was the... You know, was it a little bit of a smart ass comment in the way that it was written? Yeah. But was the information true? Was it a good point? Absolutely. Minimally, I updated the description because she's or he was spot on. What I'm saying to do, what I'm saying that I do, because I'm very specific about that. You need to know that I'm in, you know, the Midwest. Your experience in California will be very different than what I'm saying I'm doing for these five tips in my area. So you're spot on when it comes to it's just helpful. It's what six or seven characters that you can include in your profile. Well, and it's it's, you know, I think it's interesting, too. And I mean, for me, like I know that zones a zone 8A here is a different than a zone 8A on the West Coast. Like, I, I get that. I know mm-hmm. that. But still, mm-hmm. you kind of get the idea. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like in all my posts, like I put, I put North Carolina at minimum and, you know, mm-hmm. where it says like, hey, where is this at? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I don't put my address down because I don't want people just to show up. But <laughs> it's, you know, I think too, and it's kind of like creating a universe. Okay, so you've created a gardening universe and in part of that gardening universe, you're part of the backyard garden universe. And then you go to your Instagram, you get another piece of the information, another piece of the pie. And, you know, you get all this stuff. So um, it's a lot easier than like every time being like, hey, this is Batavia Garden in Chicago, zone Mm -hmm, six, mm -hmm. eight, a or six, a, b, whatever it is, you know, which what is the hint if was the final thought, zone that you're in? I just put zone six now. I don't forget the alphas. <laughs> uh, so as a note for anyone else that's creating content, you could also consider this. I just put it in text. Yeah. I've started putting it in text on the video. So, I mean, if you're only listening, you may miss it. But if you're watching the screen, you may see it. So, yeah. Um, but I think that all of that, though, ties into people unknowingly giving advice that isn't applicable to all. Like, yes. I know what I say if I tell you nothing about where I live, nothing about my zone. I know it's not applicable to all. I know the things that I see online aren't necessarily applicable at all. But when you spend some time, some amount of time on social media and gardening, sometimes you forget those things. Going back to forgetting to mention the zone. So you're kind of receiving this tip from Ben and saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And it could be zone specific. It could be based on your area. Um, I mean, I don't know many people that actually take the time to create and nurture a garden that want to do evil, you know, like no one wants to harm your garden, you know, but sometimes we unknowingly do that, you know? Well, and I think too, harm is probably a strong statement, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's not that you're knowingly trying to harm. I think what it is, is, you know, your, what happens in your garden is different than my garden. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to go online and I'm going to definitively say, yeah, you have to listen to what I'm saying here, definitively say, nope, you can't do that. That's it. It's the end of story is done. Then mm-hmm. that's wrong. But all you know that we are talking about generally is from our experiences and I'm talking not just you and I, but most people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. now you do yeah. know, like, OK, this is what such and such damages. This is what vine borer damages. This is what mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah is. And so you can say that. But as far as like 
you know, when it gets hot here, it's one way. But when it gets that heat wave that hit yeah. the Pacific Northwest, which, I, you know, my heart God bleeds for you, you because that's like a terrible heat wave to all of a sudden get. It's totally different, you know, because yeah. you're not going to get continuous heat like that. You're getting a short period of time. So it's not, is it worth it for somebody to go out and build this crazy structure or anything like that? You know, where that's what we would do here or down in Florida or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I think though, or am I not I making think, sense? No, you're making sense. But I think it's sometimes we have to pull the car that speaks to, and we're not gloaters, but we have to take our years of experience and then recognize that we receive information and it goes through a filter based on that. Yeah. You know, so there are general, some general universal things, right? So it doesn't matter where you are. If you're planting a tomato, you can bury a lot of the stem, right? That's not zone specific. Nope. There's no heat wave that's, that's right. going to say that's a bad idea. If nothing else is going to be, you shouldn't be planting tomatoes because it's a heat wave, you know, 125 degrees. Uh, but anyway, I think those are kind of those universal things. And there are a lot of those. And I think what ends up happening is when I look at someone's video or picture, I think it's very easy to receive that information as some universal thing. Right. You know, it's not specific to any particular person's garden. Right. Unless that's blatantly said. And we often don't do that. You right. know? Um, so, I mean, I think that's the piece where if you kind of we're talking about you're experiencing this through social media just to see it and absorb it. It really isn't any harm. It's when you try to apply it to your garden and then you attach a particular feeling to it. So if there is some feeling of disappointment you know, right. can we track that back? You know, so that's the part that I always struggle with for myself and for others. Well, and for instance, I see people, um, a lot of people putting Epsom salt on their plants. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that anybody could ever say to me to Mm-mm. help have me do that, cause me to do that. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's not in my DNA to do it. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I know why it's added, but I don't, I think there's other ways to do it. You know yeah, what I mean? What's that for magnesium? What's that magnesium, supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. And so there's... So that's... A... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I do want to touch on that because... And I don't, I don't know scientifically if it can positively impact your garden, but I'm not doing it either. And this was before I met you. This will be after, you know, we're in garden heaven, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's just, it, it doesn't, doesn't speak to me. But I think that there are a slew of people and this is in every place and space on the internet just not gardening people will tell you a thing and have no experience with it themselves no personal experience no knowledge they read it somewhere else they saw someone else comment and say well this is what i do or try that and unfortunately you could get a bunch of those people replying to something you've posted or some questions you asked so that starts to feel like that's the right thing and we've both witnessed where somebody asks a question and the answer is literally from the first search in Google. Mm-hmm. Like if you go and type <laughs> well, it into yeah. Google and you can see that it was copy and pasted over. So that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Do you? Oh no, I thought you, yeah. So that's not helpful because that doesn't mean that that's the correct answer. One. And two, it's not helpful because I thought you were going with the whole idea of you can, instead of posting the question, you can Google it, but that's another story. (laughs) Well, and so, you know, we can talk about that right now too. So, you know, I Google everything, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I grab a book, I'll read about something, you know, I literally, and I, I hate to admit this, I spend 
most of my time learning about a different crop or a different pest or different disease or something like that, you know, a different way to fertilize something. I'm always researching Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to be, you know, I mean, you can go back and listen to the episode last year where it was instead of going on social media and asking, just look it up for yourself. And as time has gone on, I think Batavia Mm -hmm. that it's just part of the community. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I'm already here. What else have you guys dealt with? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think so. I can um, Google something. And what are the keys that I do? And, and just give me a second to walk this through. I Google the thing and say extension on the end or edu mm-hmm. as in like the education site because i want to go to some accredited so to speak source so that kind of search typically will bring up some article some comment from a, a local extension somewhere in the u.s right and i generally have okay i'm starting at a good this is a good starting point or if it's um you know it's some other university which also is always almost always tied to one of the extensions um so i start there but i think what ends up happening at least for me sometimes you still need that dialogue because all that is, is a screen that's telling you some information mm-hmm. you need that dialogue and that's where the goodness of social media comes in you can have that exchange because they're telling you these things and it's not specific to batavia's yard you know batavia specific garden they're telling me these things about michigan or about you know texas or whatever have you um but if i can post something and then someone replies remember that my chicago uh fellow gardener that's getting tomatoes now like I want to hear what she did. Uh-huh. Right. You know, so this is like as close to firsthand experience as anything else. You know what I'm saying? So I get opening it up to the community for that. So why has it got to be a she for? Why can't it be a he or a they? So she <laughs> is a she. <laughs> of course, I'm referring to their specific person. Shout right. out to the Chicago gardener on Instagram. Uh, yeah. She's got some good, um, Progression photos. Yeah, she's doing some great container gardening in a small space. You know, I'm a fan. Yep. So I think I agree with you. And um, it's part of like, just like an affirmation of like, hey, I read this. Mm. Oh, okay. Did you try it? Yeah, I tried it and it worked. Okay, good. You know, and then Mm -hmm. you do that with a couple Mm -hmm. more people. Then you finally, because let's go all the way back to the beginning of the show when I made the statement that gardening was a solo event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're not like, it's not like you're out in your yard gardening and then the guy next door is gardening and you're like, Hey, Hey Susie, what happens when, you know, what happens when this leaf is yellow? Like you don't have that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, that's yeah. what this is taking place of. So it's important though, to think about that and to realize that that's what's going on and that you are forming a community on these things. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why we have stated many times that we don't talk about community gardens enough, mm-hmm. but no, that is don't. a big benefit of a community garden. Yeah. And there is one person. That I don't know I, if that's an actual experience of a community garden. I mean, I'm a talker. If I'm at the grocery store, I want to find someone to talk to about gardening, right? Yeah. So I would, I hope that's my dream for community gardens. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, even if it's not all about like that, you still have that opportunity. You are Mm -hmm. gardening around other people. 
So sure. you could easily go over and say, hey, hey, buddy, let me ask you a question. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a possibility mm-hmm. versus yeah. here where I am. I got nothing. Yeah. Not to mention if there's certain problems in that area, chances are it's going to be on more than one plot. Right. You know, so. Like, and then I'm, you can all kind of pull together and figure mm-hmm. it out. So mm-hmm. I do know somebody who actually has a gardener yard and also a community garden plot because she wants that experience. Oh, yeah. So. Like, come on. Yeah. That's pretty Wait, hardcore. No, that's, there you go. Yeah. I think Leonard put it on the shopping list. We need a new bell. Yeah, the reconfiguration of my summer uh, desk alignment is not conducive to immediate bell ringing. No. You could do that. You could change that real quick. Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) 15 episodes later. Mortimer, we're back. (laughs) But the other issue, too, is, uh, and you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, no. I got it back. Uh, She's going to the community garden for that. No, you're talking about when you Google something, you put extension at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I have found that stuff that Michigan says, and I'm just using Michigan as a thing, <laughs> is very not useful to North Carolina. Because <laughs> we're just so different in climate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I, mean, I, I literally start with Illinois extension, yeah. but I, I mean, I just didn't want to ostracize everyone that isn't from Illinois. Suck us. No, well, I mean, when you put in, when you put in you know, extension or something, you're going to get, and a lot of times I get Minnesota extension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get uh, Georgia. I get North Carolina a lot. So it's very useful. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten Illinois a few times, but I think that's probably because of us, you know, Google's always listening to us. So (laughs) um, I never, ever, ever get anything from California ever, ever, ever. But that's, this it's a great (laughs) example of what we're talking about here though. So fold in just your internet searches as a part of social media gardening. Right. So it's, taking the information that you've gotten from the interweb, no matter if it's a social media website or some other website, it may not be for you. Right. Right. There are things that I've searched three or four or five or six times in one sitting because it's like, no, that doesn't connect. No, that's not, that's not quite it. You know? Right. And I I think that, I encourage people to use that same kind of, all right, second time, third time, let's look into this again, when they are getting information from online, from social media platforms, as well as, you know, when they are asking questions and people are answering them, you know, so I'm stopping short of saying, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would not take anything anybody says and be like, yes, that is the answer. We're done and never look into it anymore. I think there's a way to kind of, validate things Mm -hmm. and build communities and build relationships and all these things at once. And when it comes to all this stuff, and especially when it comes to like internet searches, don't take the first search that comes to you, dig a little bit. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. Google's trying to think for you and you want to try and beat that. Okay. I know I just said it shows over. They're never gonna let you guys listen to it again, but (laughs) you know, you just kind of dig a little deeper and, you know, and trust a few websites. You know, it's like when we had, our son, you know, we, if you ever get like a, <clears throat> like a pain and you Google it mm-hmm. and next thing yeah. you know, you walk me like, man, I got brain cancer yeah. and yeah. you know, I got diabetes and you don't like the whole gamut. So we said like, Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to trust this one source for when our child's born that we can look stuff up. And so we only use this one source and it was yeah. a game changer, you know, because yeah, we didn't I mean, it, go ahead. I, I think that the, um, like the, 
garden post and then if you have multiple people replying can sometimes be like you know the wikipedia slash webmd slash you know insert random medical journal not quite journal site like it can be that varying of of information and it could go from burn your whole garden down extreme you know to take an aspirin and we'll see tomorrow you know so i mean i think that's that's in part the the full point here yeah and nothing can go farther than personal experience your personal experience in your garden is going to take you a lot farther than anything else you're going to read or do so and the, the part about this and this is the reason why the conversation is helpful right um is because the search that you do that gives you this is the issue i i'm experiencing um you know slow production of, of, of bush beans, right? Maybe I put that in a search and that search is going to come back with info of it normally takes beans 35 to 45 days, however many to produce, right? It's not going to address the fact that I planted those beans when it was still 45 degrees out mm-hmm. outside, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to address the idea that that plant may actually be damaged and it may not thrive, right? That's what you are able to kind of eke out in a conversation. And that's when you're writing into us, and this is dear audience, like we kind of... You almost have to tell that short story of what that plan is that you're having the trouble with. Yeah. Because we can get to the point of trying to diagnose a thing and we're missing the first two or three key pieces that you may not realize is key, you know? So um, I think that's a part of the trouble because social media is oftentimes meant to be bite sizes really quick. You know, let me post this. Let me ask this. Let me get this answer. And there are a lot of details associated with some of the stuff we're doing. Yeah. It's really hard to put something out that within 30 seconds, you can get the full complete thought about everything Mm -hmm. to look for. And that's why, you know, I mean, that's why I'm on YouTube is because, Mm -hmm. You know, Backyard Gardens TV has, you know, it's a place where, yes, we can dive in a little deeper and same Mm -hmm. with you. And you can kind of explain things and show things and do more. And it's not one and done, you know, and it's like when you post stuff on Instagram, like, I mean, the next day it's done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You might get a couple Mm -hmm. people looking at it, but for the most part. So it doesn't in my mind, it's not really all that helpful. You know, because you want these things to kind of be out there and be searchable and stuff like that. Now, if I was just doing like some kind of comedy video or something, you know, I mean, it's totally different because the passion's not really there for me. Like, you know, I've done some comedy stuff. I don't really think I'm that funny of a guy, so (laughs) it doesn't really stick for me, but it's always there. Um, But when you do it on social media, like that'll come and go, stuff like that. But people aren't using that as a reference to something. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, Ma, check this out. Look at what I found, you know, but this is like, hey, why is my tomato going bad? You know, why is my tomato cracking? Boom, we can find it. You know, why are my collard greens, you know, like how does Batavia get the biggest collard greens ever? Well, Mm -hmm. they're they're not broccoli leaves like Ben. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually the jury is still out, but I think it's the uh, the grower where I purchased those starts because I use a different some different starts and they're big and they're beautiful. But they ain't like 2019 and 2020, you know, ginormous. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Yeah. So it yeah, kind of kind of makes me nervous. Like, what were they doing to those? But I'm gonna buy them next year too. So we'll see. <laughs> feed them heavy. You should buy one from one place and one from the other. 
you know, and see what happens. See what happens. But it's just all those different things, you know. And I think ultimately, and I mean, you can listen to this episode and think like, damn, they, you know, they hate social media or whatever, blah blah blah. And it's that's not the case. The case is literally like, just be vigilant. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like you know, last year we talked about how some people could very well be going to the grocery store and buying vegetables to post. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting there getting envy about grocery store vegetables. Yeah. And then this year we've talked about how people have been seen this. We have seen putting copy and pasting the first thing on Google up and acting mm-hmm. as if they know it and they do it all the time. Yeah. So, and that's a real problem because you have no experience doing that. So, yeah. um, but then on the flip side, like I asked somebody the other day, um, or just this morning, they were growing this um this winter squash, and damn if it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I mean, it was the most intricate pattern. Yeah. And um, I'm in communication with this individual about what it is, how yeah, they're, you yeah, know, because yeah. I want to know, and that's exactly what it's for. Yeah. So um, I'm learning, you know, it's Brad's Atomic Grapes. Like I, I knew last year just from being on Instagram that I'd never want to grow a cucumelon. Don't care about mm. them at all. You know, same oh, which with, reminds me, I think I may have volunteers and maybe it's like the second year, maybe it's something like maybe like five years in, they become good. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't going to dedicate any space to them. They're growing from up under one of my raised beds and I'm just looking and saying, all right, I mean, if you're going to do something, do it. But <laughs> and if you're going to post a picture cupping, and I'm going to say with my the screw face on like, <laughs> but I mean, and it, you know, it's like this year with Brad's Atomic Grape Tomatoes. You know why I'm following it so much? Because I want to see if everybody else's pictures look like the marketing pictures, which I know they won't. But um, and I'm not taking anything away from Brad or you know Green Zebras or Tie Dyes or anything, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just it's interesting to see the fads come and go. Um, it's okay. The pepper in the can challenge. That's what's oh, going big this pepper year. In, oh, is that it? Yeah. You haven't seen that? I don't think so. I have seen a lot of people posting peppers in a can. Mm. So, and somebody... Peppers are peppers are resilient, though. They can grow in just about everything, anything. And interestingly enough, one person's like, here's my pepper in my can, and here's my pepper in the ground. Which one looks better? And I was like, amen. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's just, it's interesting how that stuff works, so... Um, be careful when you're on social media, you know, and just remember your garden's perfect the way it is. Mm-hmm. Don't look at my garden and get jealous. Don't look at Batavia's. Don't look at anybody else's. Study them and then take notes. But just remember your garden is your creation. And also don't let someone else's garden or things that you may see online um, deter you from sharing your space. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I love the. Um, what Ben started just some weeks back with send us pictures of your garden because we want to share them. Dude, and, and I don't care no, what the garden looks like. Yeah, there's no garden that's too big, too small, you know, that has no weeds, that has a whole bunch of weeds. Like, it's all with the intent of growing food. And that's yeah. what we're about, dude. One pot is Come a garden. Come on, bring it in. Sorry. One pot is a garden. One tomato. That's, I mean, I made my decision when I put that out there. It didn't matter to me. What Mm -hmm. the garden was, how big it was, or what it looked like, just like you said. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there. Because, I mean, you're sending it because you want people to see it, and you're proud of it. You should be proud of it. 
you know? And the only downside is I do, and I may not have been truthful earlier, I do make kind of mental notes when I see other people's faces, but luckily my brain isn't clouded because sometimes they leave my head. But I oftentimes scan pictures like, oh wait, hold on, I can do... There's a gardener that posted, like, one, I don't have a greenhouse, but if I did, I would have to have steps that go up to my greenhouse. Yeah, Yeah, that was, uh, I am Brian Donahue, I think. Yeah, it's probably not, it's probably, there's something happening where he had to kind of uh, put the greenhouse at that level, and then how do you get to it? But in my mind, a greenhouse, you should be stepping up to it. Damn right. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I, I've, we've, I've seen a lot of cool gardens and I, yeah. and you know what, I'm gonna get off here and post another one. So yeah, yeah, let's do it, man. But anyways, I know that Batavia is hungry and nice. I'm hungry. So it's time for somebody to give us the recipe of the day. Okay, so quick and easy and to the point, this is actually not even a full recipe, but this is something you need to try. Um, Get a pineapple and get some peaches. They're both in season. Um, If you're growing one or both, probably not, but if you are, oh my gosh, the jealousy. I am envious of you. But anywho, get them from the store. Um, This is going to be back on the grill because this is where I'm living right now. So... Cut the top off of your pineapple, cut the butt off of the pineapple, and then cut the um, skin off of it, right? And you can slice this up. I'd leave these in whole circles, or minimally, you can cut it in half and then do them in half moons as far as how you're going to slice it. I want my pineapple slices to be thick. I'm going to say anywhere from one inch to an inch and a half thick. Uh, You're also going to take your peaches, take your knife, cut them in half, around the uh, where your knife hits the seed inside you can take your hands and put them on either side of that half and just twist and that should open up the peach and then you should be able if it's ripe to just pull that um, pit or seed out i am going to do for the pineapple and the peach i'm going to take a little bit of butter listen it's a no butter that's what i said put a little bit of butter and put it on top and then i'm going to (laughs) i'm going to take a piece of aluminum foil in my preheated grill and put that onto the grate and then i'm going to lay the unbuttered side of that piece of fruit down first just so it could get soft and then about and for a pineapple you're probably going to do this around maybe you know two to three minutes for the peach it's probably half that time but you just wanted to get soft and then once you're about ready to pull it off the grill 30 45 seconds before you do that flip it over because what's happening is that butter is melted all around that piece of fruit and when you flip it over you're going to get that sizzle that kind of not full charred but that browning and when i tell you that you could just basically eat it off the grill for the peaches you can add some ice cream to it for the peaches you can add them to if you do some baked beans cut them up and add them inside of that versus i normally Ooh, add pineapples inside of the baked beans. my language yeah uh-huh um i actually made some shrimp on the grill a couple of days back and i added it to the shrimp as i kind of stored it until folks came over so this is just a way to kind of eat 
this fruit in not its most raw form, but still a pretty good taste. The grill makes everything taste different and almost everything tastes better. So that's what I got. Grilled yeah. pineapple and grilled peaches. You know what I do with those baked beans? Mm. I'd what? put some um, mustard and some brown sugar in them when I cooked them and then add it. Uh, never mustard, but I do add brown sugar. Yeah, huh. add mustard. Does it make yeah. it a little bit tangier? Uh, I don't know because I never eat them without it. So okay, All right. <laughs> I, I can't. It's not fair for me to say. <laughs> Definitely something to try. But it's 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, grilled peaches are. You know, I'm gonna take a, a moment changer. right now, mm-hmm. and I'm look. I grabbed mm-hmm. the mic, so this is serious. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to give face. Georgia a shout out. Mm-hmm. Your peaches are amazing. Don't let anybody tell you anything different about that either. I love your peaches, and I love the fact when I drive down I-95, I see a big ass on the side of the road, big giant peach. <laughs> you guys, peaches are amazing. Thank you, thank you so much for being in existence. <laughs> I love a peach. I love a good Georgia peach. Yeah. As they in uh, the school I went to said, yaoya peaches. <laughs> so, bound it's down one of those beautiful fruit that, um, you know, you could buy it firm, but give it a day or two on the counter. I think it's to soften up those, those uh, sugars start to continue to develop. That's good stuff, man. It so, is. Yeah. So, everybody, you've got an amazing recipe. Filled with fruit. When I tried to do my fruit run last year, I messed up and didn't give that one. So um, that was an mm-hmm. epic fail. No, I'm just, I got your back, brother. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Amen. A year later, but I mean, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it, it's better than your three years it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's improvement. So um, everybody, thank you so much for being here. You know, check out our social medias, YouTubes, Instagrams, and all that. And remember... We're here to help you and everybody else help each other, love each other. And um, your garden is good the way it is. So um, until next time. One more note. Use social media for good and not for garden evil. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.